How does a free multi-camera home security system sound to you? I got your attention now. Check out First Guardian Security Services. My friend Jerry Forrest is the regional manager there. He can be reached directly by text or phone call at 769-823-0034. He's going to get you set up with a brand new free multi-camera home security system for new customers only. That's going to include a video doorbell camera, an outside camera, window, door sensors, and a motion sensor. Free installation. There is a one-time activation fee. He'll go over all that with you. You're also going to get a lifetime warranty on the whole system, and you're going to be able to save up to 20% on your homeowner's insurance, depending upon who your homeowner is. Check them out online, myfirstguardian.com, or just call or text Jerry directly, 769-823-0034. That's Jerry Forrest with First Guardian Security Services. Monitoring services provided by Vector Security. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts right now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards, live on 103.9, right as the bad weather is about to come in. Real quick, before we get too far into it, quick weather update. There's some school closures. Uh, it's not normally what we do around here, but I figure uh, maybe I'll save you all the trouble if you haven't woken up and seen it all yet. Uh, a couple school districts are closed for the day. <clears throat> Lawrence County, Vicksburg, Warren, they're closed, closed with no virtual learning. Hines County is closed with virtual learning. I haven't seen any updates about Rankin or Jackson Public Schools yet, but I can't imagine that Hines County is doing it and JPS isn't. That would not make sense. And uh, may- maybe Rankin will do it. We'll find out here. In a little bit, they're expecting they're expecting damaging wind, hail, tornadoes are also possible from now until noon today. And hey, after that, you're probably going to be hungry. So let me get this out of the way real quick. Uh, we got a couple different lunch sponsors for you. Of course, we got Martin's downtown. It's uh, Fridays. It's fried chicken Fridays, as well as the whole menu is available. I mean, if you're going to get blown away by a tornado, the last thing. Your last meal should absolutely be Martin's Country Fried Steak and, and or their fried chicken, uh, so you won't regret it. Trust me, you will not regret it. Get down to Martin's downtown, try lunch today, and uh, Burgers Blues Barbecue in um, Madison. Let's see, Madison, downtown Brandon, and the new location in Flowood. The plate lunch today is catfish, fried catfish, and or hamburger steak, turnip greens, okra, and mashed potatoes are your side. That's at all three burgers, blues, barbecue locations in downtown Madison, downtown Brandon, and the brand new in Dogwood in Flowood. If you guys want to chime in, text anybody this morning. The Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. Just because Guns and Gear ain't on Facebook does not mean they're not open. Uh, they are fighting the Marxist Facebook cabal. And uh, they've been kicked off Facebook for, you know, advertising their guns, which they're legally allowed to do. I mean, I don't know when guns became a bad word. It's only Democrats shooting each other with them all the time. And you thought, I thought Democrats love guns. I, like, a, like it was a ritual of some sort. Anyway, protect yourself from a rogue Democrat. Get out to guns and gear and buy yourself a gun. If you live anywhere near or and or in, like Sean, Jackson, Mississippi, you definitely need to protect yourself. All right. Speaking of Jackson and making Jackson safer, we had a man that was an integral part 
of helping save Jackson from criminals. And that is a former state rep, Nick Bain, is in the studio this morning with me and Sean Yurkaran. Nick, good morning. Hey, Clay. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's it's a great to be here, be in the studio. I've done it, as you know, show a couple times, but we always did it by Zoom or telephone or whatever, so it's good to be in person with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to have you here. we got um, Sean Yurkaran here in the studio. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, man. Good morning. And I just got a text. Um, Guns and Gears Facebook page is back up. Oh, good, man. But uh, never depend on those. Make sure you're following people on all the different platforms. That's why I'm everywhere from TikTok to X to Instagram to Facebook and any YouTube. That's why I post everything everywhere. And it ain't even so much as I'm worried about getting kicked off anymore. It's the fact that everybody else gets kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> and you're safe. They're like, yeah, no. I think you know this guy can't go any further. Yeah, so they, they're they, like, they just they got like a like a Clay Edwards meter on the Facebook strikes. I have, I have a clear and present ceiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they learned the the shadow banning thing is real. I mean, I know everybody thinks they're being shadow banned, but the, they definitely throttled. They told me my mine was. They said due to um, election integrity stuff, or basically being an election denier and a guy that refused to get the COVID vaccine, they have pretty much told me that they would not be recommending my page to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as yeah. life goes. Uh, Nick, well, so what's going on with you lately, man? Man, it's been busy. It's been a busy couple of months uh, as you, since the election. Um, I had a lot of things going on, and I'm here actually in Jackson, and while I'm here is I'm getting sworn in today for the uh, to become a member of the State Ethics Commission, which I was appointed that Back before the first of the year, it was one of the last things that Speaker Gunn did. So I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, the State Ethics Commission, we, we have pretty much jurisdiction over every elected official and appointed official in in the state. Uh, so uh, it's a it's a busy commission. We meet once I imagine a- it is. <laughs> Let me interrupt you. But yeah, no, no, no. And, yeah. and, and yeah. we do other other things. And, and Sean knows, as a lawyer, you got your, your ethics opinion that we issue and we have to – uh, tell people how about how to abide by the Public Meetings Act and all that stuff. So I'm excited about that. And then, um, we'll, we'll, we kicked off on that today. And you know, I'm just like Sean and I was talking about practicing law and uh, started to pick up a few lobbying clients. So I'm I'm not going away by any stretch of the imagination. And it's kind of funny you, you you transition away from that and find yourself busier. That, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, that's what I was talking to. Uh, and still in Jackson. And still in Jackson, yeah. But uh, you, you're right, and it's it's the way things work out. Um, but I'm I'm told my wife I said, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy right now with the way things are going. I would be too. Looking forward to have a man of your uh, of your character on the ethics commission. Now, I don't know who else is on there. I'm sure there's some some good men. If you make it on the no. ethics, ethics commission. I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and hope that you you have good ethics. But, but yeah, I, yeah, you got to pick the best of the bunch, right? You know, yeah, talking about you're like we go. I mean, do you ethics. have to be vetted for that? Uh, no, we just got appointed. I guess uh, the, the speaker, uh, yeah, he gets two appointments. The chief justice gets two appointments. The governor gets two appointments. The lieutenant governor gets two appointments. And and so they they I guess they vet them themselves. And of course, you know, Philip Gunn and I've been through the fire together. And and uh, I am the only one north of. Probably I twenty, so uh, everybody else is around the the Brandon and Rankin County and the coastish uh, way. So uh, I will be the one driving the furthest, which will help my mileage check, I guess. Nick, the, not to talk about TikTok videos here, but you're, but you're from North Mississippi, and that reminds me, my first video I ever put on a little short reel, short form video was just a little comedy thing talking about there's three different Mississippis. You mentioned being north of twenty, I, and and I. 
I kind of stole it from a meme that I saw, but there really is, at minimum, three different Mississippis within Mississippi. There's North Mississippi, Central Mississippi, and South Mississippi. And they could, in their own rights, all be their own individual state. Yeah, no doubt. No right. doubt. I mean, uh, you know, people people come up to me, and, and or people get to Tupelo from Jackson, and, and I say, yeah, you still got an hour to get to me. And they're just, they shake their head because of how far it is. Yeah, we're a little bit of Appalachia where I'm at. You know, there's uh, 15 minutes from my house at the highest point in Mississippi in Mount Woodall uh, at Pickwick Lake, which I think is one of the best kept secrets it is yeah. but you're exactly right you got the hills of north mississippi you got central mississippi you gotta throw the delta in there which is a whole nother world in itself i was gonna say the delta and, and east mississippi as well that's right i mean they, they're all very unique that mm-hmm. people probably just think we're all just one certain way here and it couldn't be any different regardless of your race everybody in central mississippi is a little hood yeah you know yeah. It just we just are and i mean i proudly wear that mantle you know being from south jackson and then you get down in the south, it's definitely a lot of that um, Creole, Louisiana influence. It, it's very transient as well because of the casinos on the coast. and uh, mm. It's just very laid back. You, you know when you get closer to water, everybody's just a little more chill. And then up north Mississippi always comes across, comes across to me as a little more rural in its own, in its own way. Yeah, I mean, uh, my you know my parents moved down to the coast a year and a half ago, and from Central Mississippi, and that's what my dad said. He's like, first of all, he's like, everybody's got these last names that sound like they're from Louisiana, <laughs> you know, and uh, and he's like, they're in Bay St. Louis area, and uh, and he just says it's so much laid back, more laid back here. I just, you know, he really likes it because he just feels like it's feels like Miami is what he says. Well, I ima- I imagine in my head uh, that they were the benefactor of the collapse of New Orleans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Katrina, like, like the suburban areas around here. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in Jackson when when Katrina hit, and just seeing the the hordes of people come up through Jackson. So, I, and I know a lot of them stayed there in the Bay St. Louis and all that area. So, yeah, yeah. I had a I had a nightclub on Capitol Street at the time of Katrina, and we got lucky. We never lost power because we're on the same underground power grid as the federal building is. So, we, but we, everybody was coming up on the buses and the trains, but the bus and train station were right down there. And man, just the conversations we had, and we were the only place, like one of the only restaurants open serving food, and had power, and just all this other gamut of stuff. We eventually ran out of food, serving off menu items, just whatever we could get. But that was that was a very interesting time, and I thought that was I thought that was Haley Barber's moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Fred Shanks has referred to the Jackson Water Crisis as, as Tate Reeves' Katrina moment, uh, the way he handled it so well. Yeah, no. I mean, I know different- and Chokeway's response was George Bush's Katrina. Right? Chokeway is Katrina. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, different comparisons. Nobody for the for the most part, nobody died over the water water deal, and but it was still a big moment when when the capital city has catastrophic. Water failure, and now you got what E. e. coli or something. Yeah, yeah, and I thought I, I was sitting there at the house, and I saw that yesterday. I was like, "LOL, Jackson." I know, I knew you were waiting for it, and I, <laughs> I'm so happy when it said Flowood. I was like, "Yes." And then, then, then it said Flowood, and, and I just poured a glass of water. And I don't live in Flowood; I live in Brandon, but they they touch. Yeah, and I was like, I went and poured my water out and got a bottle of water. <laughs> I was like, I literally just had a conversation in my head about ha ha ha, and f- foiled again. By Batman, um, <laughs> Nick. I got. I had the opportunity, thanks to you, um, making it happen for me to get to speak in front of a committee in a committee meeting at the Capitol. Your last one there as the committee chairman. And oh, what was the name of that committee? Judiciary B. Judiciary B. That's right. Yeah. So 
and it was about, and this is where I think we all really, really agree, politics aside and everything, uh, this is about bail reform. I'm not bail reform, public defender reform, criminal justice reform. And that's something I've been passionate about. Even as a Republican, I think that people, we need a lot of work in that area. I'm not just a throw away the key and lock them up immediately, guy. Let's let's run the process, and if they need to be locked up forever, lock them up forever. But they people need people need good good defense, criminal defense, because there's plenty of people who are innocent mm-hmm. and can't afford to prove otherwise. And um, that's right. And we have a political a public defender issue in Mississippi, and we've made that that point where uh, uh, there's a lacking of a uniformity there, and you get uh, I mean you just take take my situation. I'm the public defender for Tishomingo County. You just get so many, uh, it, it becomes an issue within within that of, of giving them and, and the opportunity to, that, that they have under the Constitution to be protected. And we don't have that uniformity throughout the state. That was the purpose of that hearing, uh, was to try to get a uniform system, like the DA. I know Sean was a DA, but that the DAs all have a uniform system throughout the state. They know what their role is. The public defenders are really out here kind of on their own. We got a uh, weather thing. Did that run its course? Oh. We'll just take a break when this ends. Okay. Uh, Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Guys, obviously, weather is moving through the area. We're going to be interrupted several times today, unfortunately. But, hey, we're going to keep this train rolling on down the tracks. And if you get any roof damage after the storms today, uh, visible or not, give Watkins Construction or Roofing a call. You know, if, if, an, if a tornado goes over your neighborhood just because your house looks untouched does not mean it was untouched. They'll come out. They're going to do a complimentary roof inspection. That means they don't charge you. From In my hood, that means free. They're going to come out. They're going to check it out. Whether you need a couple shingles replaced or a whole roof replaced, they're going to work with their insurance company the whole step of the way. They're not going to try to oversell you something you don't need. They're all locally owned, locally operated. They're going to be in constant communication with you the entire throughout the entire process, and we know how that how important that is nowadays. Actually, having a conversation with somebody, not just a generic pre pre typed text message or email that probably ends up in your spam folder anyway. Watkins Construction Roofing over five hundred, now over six hundred five star Google reviews. You know how hard it is to get five hundred people to be happy enough to go leave. A five-star review, that in and of itself should, uh, I should just be like, mic drop, call Watkins Construction Roofing. Check them out online. I'm not going to bog you down with a phone number while you're driving. WatkinsConstructionInc.com. All right, in the studio with me, uh, we got uh, Nick Bain, former state rep, uh, now member of the Ethics Committee. Congratulations on that, Nick. Yeah, thank you. We got Sean Yurkaran, our favorite blue-haired, fondren liberal. He doesn't really have blue hair or purple hair. But he lives in Fondren, so it kind of it's purple. Bellhaven, my office is in Fondren. Remember that's that? right. That's you right. got to look. You got to get it right. It's I mean, pur- there's, there's a difference. It's purple by proxy. <laughs> it's uh, Fondren and Fondren is a different area. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Fondren because I got my office there. But it's uh, yeah. all right. When we got interrupted there a minute ago, um, Nick was, was talking about uh, getting some bail reform. Through, no, I keep saying bail reform. I'm sorry. But same thing. It's all in. It's all in criminal justice, and, and you're right. Uh, yeah, uh, public defender reform in the state, and try to make. The, they, no, they're doing an experiment somewhere around here, aren't they? I heard one of the justices. They're doing it speak down it. in the uh, the 
I think it was Pearl River County. That's uh, right. Or doing it with kind of a di- a county public. Def- you know, Hines County has their public defender, and that's about there's not many throughout the state. Hines and just a couple, uh, but they're doing one within that district, trying to see how it works and and kind of a pilot program. And I, that was Judge Prentice Harrell. Uh, who, who started that, and and I, I think he's he's happy with the outcome of it. Uh, the issue is, like I said, it's just a, a monetary issue, and 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 Clay, it's changing the mindset of a lot of people uh, because when people hear public defender, they they think you're soft on crime, yeah, and they don't. People supervisors don't want to fund that type of system and get back at them and think, well, we're we're, we're letting criminals go, when in actuality you're being stronger in law enforcement because you're. Uh, prosecuting people that need to be prosecuted but you're also in my view giving people an opportunity to maybe uh, get the defense that they need and and uh, get their troubles behind them and then get back in society to where they can get a job and and pay taxes and and not get in that trouble again that's the whole idea let me ask you this like uh, you know obviously i was the da's office for about 10 years and those are state funded positions is is that the plan to make the public defender state funded instead of the county funded? That's the way I always wanted to do it, was mm-hmm. to make it the same, a okay. parallel system. That's what I agree with. I've with, always said that. With, a, with a, uh, uh, a head public defender, yeah. you know, like a DA, somebody consistent, like the federal system, mm-hmm. have, a, have a head DA, I mean a head public defender, and then he, has, he or she has assistants that go out and, and do like an assistant DA. And I know there was something, I've talked to some public defender friends of mine about, you know, this potential legislation or whatever, and that it's the about who's going to appoint that head guy. Like, is it going to be the Board of Supervisors or the Senior Circuit Court Judge? Which I know in Hines County for a long time, it was the Senior Circuit Court Judge. And I think what, I, what I've heard just through the grapevine is that that's going to switch to the Board of Supervisors. God help us on yeah. that if that happens here in Hines County. But, but the, um, but that, it, yeah, it was, it was always, but I heard that. Duty is going to transfer to the Board of Supervisors is what I've been told. I think that would be a mistake on me, a lot of them. Me lot too. Of, uh, I'm appointed, like I said, public defender. I'm appointed by the senior judge. Uh, I think you, you could do it like that. You could appoint it by the uh, the chief justice uh, could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are 23 districts right now. Maybe there's going to be 24, 25. Who knows? But there are 23 of those judicial districts, and I think that's certainly – doable for a chief justice to appoint those if that were the case there was even some talk in some states i think they have they elect a public defender now, yeah they do that states. becomes problematic in some ways but uh yeah. <laughs> they do I that mean, i think believe in yeah, i'm from miami originally before we moved here in high school and i think in south florida they do that if i remember correctly but i always used to joke around like how do you run for public defender like i'm gonna you're gonna keep t- the guys out of jail yeah, <laughs> you know like yeah, how, how do you I get mean, the votes for that that's <laughs> the narrative is pretty <laughs> tough there but yeah uh still I think there are various ways that you can do that. I don't. I don't like the idea of a of a supervisor doing that because, again, that's the same thing. We won't. You, you, are you going to give somebody that's going to be soft on crime, tough on crime? What's the What's the deal? Anyway, mm-hmm. be that as it may, there's a lot of ways to do that. Well, uh, just, just sitting here listening to you guys talk and thinking about it, it actually reminded me: if you don't let them elect it, you can end up with the lawsuits from the NAACP and sort similar to the HB 1020 lawsuits. Correct? Potentially, and yeah. uh, and 1020, I had a hand in that uh, last year, drawing that up, and I think I just saw Wingate. Did he just? Uh, yeah, he denied Remove the TRO. Yeah, and then the Fifth Circuit affirmed him, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. good. So yeah. that that's a big win for the city of Jackson. Yeah. Well, whether they realize win. it right now or not, is a, I agree 100%. It's something that we fought for as loud as uh, anybody outside of yourself. Yeah. And, and was very, very happy to see that 
because they'll move on to the whatever the next thing is to be mad sure, about. Sure, they'll move on to the next thing. This will this will prove to work. This is going to be government working properly, and um, I'm excited about it. And if I, I'm a citizen of Jackson, I'm excited. And yeah. I get what, and I'm going to give y'all a little bit of inside baseball when that was going on. Ten twenty was going on. Um, now you helped craft ten twenty. Yeah, right? and we wrote the boundaries, and I we we uh, yeah we did a lot of it. And Shonda Yates was impl- very important in that regard, but. I would have Jackson representatives, Jackson senators come up to me and say, hey, i got to be vocal against this, but can you draw this line just a little bit right here that gets this community? <laughs> oh, I'm well aware of that. I mean, I don't blame them. <laughs> and and, and I know. would have people that worked at Jackson, uh, that worked in the, the Capitol, that say, hey, uh, Representative Bain, get us some police in, in South Jackson or West Jackson or whatever the, the case may be. He said, he said, I'm tired of my kids not being able to go outside because of gunshots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm well aware. There's a particular pastor in South Jackson yeah. that had to be outspoken against it, but he wanted his church in it. That's right. right. That's right. That's, and, no. that's a Start true story. calling these folks out. That's a true story, and yep. I, I was witness to that. Uh, but I get that's the politics of it. You know, yeah. I never will forget uh, one day Rudy Giuliani was in Jackson giving a speech, I think, at Millsaps. And he, uh, a group of us legislators went to him and just sat around and talked with him around the pool at the at the Hilton on county line and just sat around and talked and, and just listened to all his stories. And, and he said the same thing. He said, look, one of my, one of my best friends was a speaker of the, the city, they call it the Speaker of the City Council of New York. He said he was a, a Democrat, liberal. Uh, he was one of my best friends. When, when we were public, I cussed him for everything he was worth. <laughs> but when we're back in there, we made we we got things worked out, and it's the same. It's the politics. Yeah. I get that. But in any event, ten twenty is going to do a tremendous amount for the city of Jackson. What bothered me the most about the, speaking on the politics of ten twenty, it's because you know this was an issue. Jackson has, as we all know very well, know has a horrible crime problem. I yeah. mean, that was effect, impacting everybody that lives there. You know, I live been I've lived there forever, and you know these were all things done to assist the city. And I know the initial part of the bill where they um, where there was the, what the four special appointed circuit judges. Right, right. The issue was with that became because they weren't elected. But in practicality, what my argument always was, you know, I worked at the DA's office from two thousand eight, you know, on for about ten years, and there had been specially appointed circuit judges in Hines County going back to the late nineteen nineties, maybe a little bit earlier, later than that, like two thousand one. Judge Hilburn, for instance, was there forever, and he was a longtime circuit judge um, before that, but. So the the same thing was happening. Okay, well now they corrected and said it has to be elected if you're going to term it that way. Well now they can just appoint it anyway because it's an ongoing criminal backlog. Which is, so they kind of just solidified what they were doing already anyway. And there were already appointed judge judges uh, due to the COVID stuff. There yeah. were already some of that stuff going on. It it, it was a, a a very weak argument, I believe, and, and yeah. I think the courts I think the court said that. Yeah, and that's what you know, and um, and then now we get down to. They got rid of that portion, and now the municipal court. We're talking about what this is. Ten twenty is a municipal court, essentially. That's it. Yeah. I mean, and it's going to help. You know, the Capitol Police get warrants a lot easier. They're going to be able to do you know initial appearances, preliminary hearings in there. It'll just it's just going to. I, I would like to say that was one of the issues before, and y'all y'all were not here. Two years ago, in twenty two, we did a hearing on Jackson crime, and that's that's when I had to subpoena the the, the, the mayor to to come. No, but, but I was here. We just huh. I just wasn't plugged in with you. That's, I when, you. that's when you first got on my radar. I got I you. promise. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, during that that hearing, we I I learned that the city of Jackson does not have a jail. Yeah. And I I think that that's one thing the legislature needs to to look at this year is giving them an opportunity to get a jail because right now, and rightly or wrongly, you commit a misdemeanor in uh 
in that 1020 Capital Complex district, uh, you could potentially go to Rankin County Prison. Mm-hmm. So I think they need to they need to consider that. But yeah, that was a fun uh, being able to subpoena the, the mayor Lumba. Lumba. He didn't, he waited till a couple hours before to say he was out of town for something that was for a meeting that wasn't even on his books. My understanding, and he sent Chief Wade, not Wade, I'm sorry, Chief Davis, over as his proxy. Uh, yeah, now we we had confirmed both Davis and Lumba the day before. Yeah, confirmed both of them to come testify. And he did not testify? And they came, they called me the morning of the hearing and said, neither one of them are coming. And I was like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. So I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be fun. Uh, so I get to the hearing, and a lot of people don't know that the chairman of a committee in the legislature has subpoena power. Yeah. And I, so I told, her, I told my lawyer there, I said, get ready. Uh, so that, and then I made the announcement that uh, uh, broke it down the timeline that we scheduled this. Uh, he confirmed, both of them confirmed, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I said, uh, we are about to issue a subpoena for both Chief Davis and for uh, Mayor Lumumba. And when that when that hit, it wasn't five minutes later that Chief Davis walked in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Lumumba, we issued a subpoena, and I had a bunch of calls saying, look, he was sick, blah, 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 all this stuff. I said, that's fine. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm going to stand by the subpoena. Because they were calling wanting the subpoena lifted, and I said, I'm not going to do that. And then uh, not only did I have that subpoena issued, uh, I gave him one more benefit of the doubt. He said, look, your next committee is I'm scheduled. It's a national mayor's conference. Can you reschedule? So I gave him, uh, again, the benefit of the doubt. I said, okay, we'll reschedule, but I'm not lifting the subpoena. And so we set a third meeting to mm-hmm. finally get him there to talk about the crime in Jackson. Can really? you imagine for a second, you're a citizen of Jackson. Sean, you don't have to imagine. <laughs> yep. And I was there for 40, I'm 46. I was there for 43 years. Can you imagine your Jackson being back to back murder capital of America. This is factual. This isn't this isn't Clay uh, being hyperbolic, and your mayor being so lackadaisical about it, and so I could give a damn less about it that he doesn't show up to the capital to the people that control the purse strings to possibly help him correct this problem. He has such little respect for them over politics of it all. That um he doesn't show up it, it, to me if I'm a citizen of Jackson. That's a great point. I mean, because and that's what's kind of what I was trying to say earlier too. Kind of what you're saying that this was going to help something that is a glaring issue to the city that everybody I think except for Chokeway I guess agrees with. And now just from the results in my neighborhood in Bellhaven with Cap- other than my house getting broken, but I call that my fault because I left the door unlocked, you know. But anyway, the, it's 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 transformed the neighborhood. Like two years ago, I've said that many times on the show, it was getting very violent over there there was two carjackings in front of my house there was you know there was a murder in the neighborhood that megan west got west, robbed with right. all this stuff was going on that summer that had never really i mean there had always been crime in Bellhaven, but not to the extent that it that it happened and it was now if you continue it on was that turning trend, to the subs and the queens it was quick. it was very quickly and so like that was two years ago so i keep wondering what would happen if we didn't do anything you yeah. know like where would we be now two years later in that then that the way the crime was trending it was all kids under 18 years old by the way like there was a majority of the crimes committed yeah, by them what really struck me was we we lived on when i'm uh, in the legislature we had a house on st anne's mm-hmm. right in the Bellhaven yeah. community and uh this was before the capital complex district was created uh, i pulled in there like for the first day of session met the next door neighbor he said look we're pretty safe around here but let me give you some advice don't lock your doors. I'm like, what are you talking about? Don't lock. I mean, City Jack, I'm not, I got to lock my car doors. He yeah. said, don't lock your car doors. He said, take everything out, 
make sure there's nothing in there, and leave it open. He said, they're not going to bother anything, but if your door's locked, they'll bust out the... Get you a good man purse. <laughs> I'm holding my backpack up now. Yeah, bust out your window. He, yeah. ain't, he, ain't, he ain't lying. I've been doing that for years. Yeah, like, that's, and I, yeah it that's... just blew me away. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I can I can attest from uh, getting the copy complex instituted and, and then from living before that in, in Bellhaven and, and then now that it's a lot... A lot safer. Oh, right. it is. It's, a, it's amazing. Hold that thought. We've got to take a break real quick. You're listening to the soft, soothing sounds of the Clay Edwards Show this morning. Our guests are Nick Bain and Sean Yurtkaran. We'll be right back on WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, uh, this segment is going to be brought to you by Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Um, when the rain passes, about the time they open the night at 4 p.m. probably, you're going to be hungry. I know when I'm stressed out, bad weather makes me stress. Stress makes me eat. Pizza, oh, well, I don't need any special circumstances to want to eat pizza. Get out to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's from 4 p.m. to midnight, seven days a week. And get some of the best pizza in central Mississippi, located right there at Fannin Mart on the Reservoir. There's a local sports station that their their guy, their voice guy, is not from here, mm-hmm. and he does from from Canton or from Byram to the Reservoir. Like that's not how we say Reservoir here. <laughs> so that's become like a running joke. <laughs> anyway, on the Reservoir, Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's at Fannin Mart, right there in front of the Bowling Alley. They got 12 different specialty pizzas. They have live entertainment on Friday and Saturday nights. This, don't quote me on this, but I want to say this Saturday night they're having another uh, throwback DJ night. Uh, this time with DJ Libra, uh, Jackson Staple. Oh, Libra, man! I wonder if he's still. I wonder if we're, if, he, we're, if we're still friendly. Surely we are. Um. Anyway, gonna be out there this time. Gonna make a night. list of that. Yeah. yeah, I've got a list of people that I didn't think like me. Anyway, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like I like uh, big man. Um. So get out there this Saturday night. Check them out. Nine different frozen daiquiris on tap. And here's the thing. I keep telling y'all, their frozen daiquiris are available for carry out and delivery. Nobody else does that. They got the they got the combination just right to be legal. So uh, get out there. Check them out. Hey, you're going to have some really bad weather Monday and Tuesday. We could be froze up in the house. Do you really want to be froze up in the house with your significant other without any alcohol? May I recommend the frozen daiquiris at, um, what is, what's the old saying? That'll shut her up. Give her some frozen daiquiris. (laughs) (laughs) I kid, I kid. Look, (laughs) check them out. Available on all major food delivery apps. That's Acme Pizza and Daiquiris. All right. Here in the studio with us, we got Sean Yurkaran and we got Nick Bain. We were discussing Jackson. Crime, and I wanted to, I wanted to say one one thing, and as far as my personal opinion, kind of wrapping up the ten twenty stuff, y'all are welcome to say whatever y'all like, but you know, and I'm gonna make this about race in this in this aspect for just a reason here. Everything that this this Jackson political class does and fights against is they they throw black around all the time. It's because we're the blackest city. It's because this. It's because that. It's a uh, black representation. Ten twenty, I think, is single handedly. Going and and the, and I'm, when I say ten twenty, I'm loving Capitol Police. Just the whole thing into one ball here. It's going to save more black lives than any other single bill or anything that's come out of the Capitol or the city of Jackson in a long time. It has the potential to. If you're if, if you're about really saying Black Lives Matter and really 
loving loving black folks and want to see them su- succeed and safely strive, 1020 is going to do it. You, you know, and so some of these mayors, when they, when they were fighting against this, I mean, obviously as a white guy, I, but I'm just looking at it and be like, man, I, I see nothing but the benefit here. And you're worried about some appointed judges. And this is the least, the least thing that y'all should be worried about is these appointed judges. You know, fighting crime. It, it, but I guess, you know, for, for a city that doesn't even care if the water runs or not, that can't keep the water on, it, I shouldn't be surprised. But to me, the government's basic stuff is crime infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think uh, this made me think of that. I think around the time they were debating 1020, it was uh, they did WLBT or APT did a poll or interviewed a bunch of residents and predominantly black residents who were all in favor of it. Yeah. And what I, my point is, I think a lot of times the political class, you know, whether it be Republican or Democrat here, Democrat, you know, like takes their issue and not necessarily is looking out for the average citizen that what what did they want? And and I think that, you know, whether you're black or white, you want, like you said, basic things, the water to work. I want to be safe. I want, you know, my kids to have a good school to go to, you know, just basic human things that people want, mm-hmm. no matter what your race is. Mm-hmm. And I think they weren't taking that into – they were just like, this is our, our issue because we're the political class. And so they didn't really care about what regular people wanted. And that's a bad place to be. That's a great I point. I think, you know. Yeah, That's no, cool. I agree with you, and and I to me, I'm same thing as, as Clay said. Why not take the help? I mean, you're we're, you're you're basically getting the, the city of Jackson is basically getting free help to help combat the crime issues, and the, with the Capitol Police, they're they're not having to really pay for it, from my understanding. So, I I never really understood that either. They were mad they didn't get the money to do it themselves through JPD, and that was clearly was, y'all yeah. proven you don't have the ability to right. to do this. Uh, that's right. But, that would have been a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, but a ten twenty, like you said, is going to be, I think, a a win for the city of Jackson. And like I said on the floor when we presented it, the city of Jackson, I realize I live four hours away from it, but it belongs to me as a Mississippian uh, just as much as it does to the resident. Maybe not as much, but just as I mean, it's my capital city. And when people come to Jackson from all over the country, uh, we want them to have a welcoming. We want them to have a city that we can be proud of, and a city that 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 shines its light for Mississippi. And right now, uh, I can't say that it does that. Well, you know, Shad White has been fighting this this fight for a little while. And until we get Jackson, I don't want to say saved, but fixed to a point where people feel safe moving to it from other areas, people feel safe graduating college and moving to Jackson again, we're going to continue with brain drain in the yeah. state. We're going to continue not to really grow out. You know, what did, what did the state grow? 750 people. And that's what it was in the Wall Street year. Journal. That's, said, census, yeah. You know, that's unacceptable. When, when every state around us saw massive growth uh, through the COVID uh, relocation of folks and <laughs> the great COVID migration. Right. And, and I know part of that is the, is the income tax. But a huge part of it is we don't have a major metropolitan area that has anything to offer young folks that want to stay. I mean, I, I live out in Brand, downtown Brandon now, and I love downtown Brandon. I can't fathom living anywhere else in the Tri-County area that's gonna, that I would like any more. There's some great places you know around, but I love it. And, but 10 years ago, when I was still in my kind of partying and single a, and all this stuff, you couldn't have beat me into moving to downtown Brandon. I don't want yeah. to, it was just too God and country for me. We're just me. old was, now. That's cool yeah. now, right? It was too, but, yeah, it but, was, I mean, but, yeah, but it was too family. Different. It was too many churches, not yeah. enough bars, you know, so on and so forth. 
And I just say that to say that that's how young folks, younger folks think. Now, I, I, I was a, I was not young at the time then either, but mentally I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but we can have these nice suburbs, these nice bedroom communities, but they don't attract young single people fresh out of college. No. You need a nice, buzzing metropolitan area to do that. And, I mean, God bless the folks, and I don't care for them overall, but the folks in Fondren and that area for fighting the good fight and trying to keep it. Um, I don't agree with the politics when I say I don't like them. I mean, rephrase that. I'm sure they're fine people. Yep. Just the overwhelming majority of their politics I don't agree with. And if they'd get out and vote, they could dictate who the mayor of Jackson is. Yeah, sure. 100%. That's what we were just talking about. 100% they could. Uh, but you're exactly right. We need to have that place where uh, kids are coming to and staying in, in Mississippi. You know, I live in, in Corinth, which is an hour and a half from Memphis and about two and a half hours from Nashville. A lot of my students, when they leave and go get educated, they'll go to Memphis or go to Nashville for those very reasons. they got things to do. Yeah. All right, let's take a break real quick, come back. I want a little bit more than two minutes to wind down the first hour. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yorkeron and Nick Bain. We'll be right back. Stay safe on the roads today. A lot of bad weather. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We've got about four minutes left here before the top of the hour break. Um, I think we can squeeze this conversation in pretty quick. We were off air. We were talking about this pauper's grave situation out in Raymond that has gone viral outside of our area. And now everybody is all these out, these content creators across the country are saying that there's 215 bodies buried right outside of jail in Jackson. Well, first off, it ain't in Jackson. And you know, y'all know me, I'd be the first to say if it was, it's out in Raymond. And they're also, of course, somehow or another trying to make it a, a race issue. And I think it couldn't be further from a race issue. It's an incompetence issue. But we were discussing the the family's ability to 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 sue the, the – I guess it would be the county or the city. Because it was the Hines County coroner that was the last person to see this. They're supposed to identify, I believe. Right. And the, but the city actually – in that the Dexter Wade case, a, a city police officer hit him. But he, yeah. was, off duty, but he was off duty also, if yeah. I remember correctly. I think I'd was. sue everybody. Yeah. Right. You sue yeah. everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we're basically saying – well, I think we kind of agree there right at the tail end of our conversation was it was the, the lack of having – procedure they like they didn't have you know a, a modus operandi <laughs> you know they they didn't have nothing on the books to, to even how to do this I, and i was just saying i fail to believe that i think it's what we call lost knowledge i think there clearly was because i remember being a kid or being a teenager and you know you would hear about a friend getting killed in a car wreck and the police having to go notify those parents you know they didn't just call them now now look with a lot of people unfortunately they don't have families, but clearly a couple of these did because their families were actively looking for them as missing persons when they'd been dead and buried for an extended amount of time. I know the lady, the kid out in Rankin County was a year, I call him a kid, he's my age, a year and a half. Mm. Had been dead a year and mm-hmm. a half and and nothing. I mean, the mom was so shook when the NBC reporter showed up there to show her this. She didn't believe him. She went down to JPD and, of course, then they magically found some evidence with a photo of the autopsy. I think she initially uh, filed the missing persons in Rankin County, right? Yeah. Because I remember when the Goon Squad actually was one that, that Chris Dedman Chris was Dedman. took the report. Yeah. Um, so we, I don't want to peel that whole onion back, but it, it's an interesting case, and it's going viral again. Everybody keeps sending it to me. Guys, 
I don't know what to tell you. They're they're trying to make it another Mississippi burning type race type issue. It just ain't that. Don't 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 buy into that. They, that ain't what's happening. I mean, hell, the people in charge of Jackson and Hines County clearly aren't aren't evil uh, white supremacists. At least um, unless they're the black face of white supremacy, as uh, they called oh, uh, Larry. Uh, Larry was it, what's Larry's last name? Over in California, ran for California governor. Larry Elder. Right? Elder. Yeah. I was trying to say. I was almost going to say Holder. <laughs> Larry Elder. I think yeah. Holder was a car dealer here. Anyway, all right, we got Nick Bain, we got Sean Yurkron in the studio. We're going to go take our top of the hour news break. Lots of news out there on weather this morning here in the central Mississippi area. Ha- batting down the hatches, as they say. It's going to be rough till about noon. Uh, all the really bad stuff that I'm seeing on the radar is a little north of Jackson, but we're going to get a whole lot of rain and whatnot here. I know there's tornado warnings now for Holmes County. Let's see here. It always. My WWT notifications always go away when I pull up my phone. Anyway, pretty much north of Madison, tornadoes. We'll be right back. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show. And check out all things Clay Edwards at ClayEdwardsShow.com for shirts and more. Peace.